ask you. I love it. And we have a song here just because there may be people working through the 50 below to get here. I mean, what a crowd. I mean, if, you, if anybody's going to be critical today, wow. I mean, I, I made a mistake of saying to the guys, you know, I'll tell you which one. And I said, well, it's 40 below. And they said, 50. You know, like, like that 10 degrees was going to kill me. It's good. Got a song? Just where they sit. Maybe somebody's coming. We're going to be.
for somebody who's said over the years that what you're doing is the most significant and purposeful thing that exists, we can be pretty casual about it sometimes. But God help us. I, I want to, uh, this is an exhortation. I've asked the guys, if anybody, to pick up the pieces. And uh, you are troubled on every side. Okay? Every day you bear about the dying of Christ. <coughs> Every day. If you don't, you're not in sync, and neither am I. And there are days I've gotten up and just presumed there was no offering. I just presumed and went on my way. And uh, there's, there's, a, there's a terrible payment for indifference. No. And you don't see it right off. You don't. It's like, uh, it's like exercise. You, you, uh, you stop exercising. And I, I was big time, big time. And I hung around with these guys that made fun of me because I didn't want to lift and all that. But I remember when I stopped and the payment is there. In the natural, it's measurable. You can see it. You can feel it. You know. And so I tell all the old people, and I'm one of them, the leader of the old people, that you've got to keep moving. But, but the, the offering is a big deal. So you're dying. And if you're not dying every day or not willing to die every day, you're not in the program. It's that simple. And I've been out of the program because the human effort and relationship is what happens. Come on in. You guys don't have to stand up there. I know I appreciate the courtesy, but sometimes it's just good to sit down. You got a big day ahead of you, son. I know you're going out to Eagles Ridge somewhere. But you're always bearing about the dying so that the Son, the Christ, can come forth. That's what this is about. And uh, if you want to turn to First John, you don't have to. I'll, you know it. And I'll try to get through this. Uh, but it's an exhortation to you of stuff that we all know but have to be reminded. Uh, John Cheever got up the other day and he, he said something about two worlds. He, that's all he said. And there was just a shaft of of help, a light, a, an engagement from God because my problem and your problem is which one? Where are we going to live? Uh, you can uh, give a little more attention over there. Where are we going to live? And our attachment is to this world. There's no question. But here, here's what we need. You know, in First John 2, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in you if you're engaging to find a career and that's central. 
to find a woman, to find a man, to find anything, to find out if uh, San Francisco is going to beat the Chiefs. Whatever it is, and I can't help that. And I w I'm not going to tell you this morning, darlings, I'm not going to tell you to quit loving the world. Because this is what the religious spirit, and this is where we have been to some degree. Stop it, stop it, you can do it. And with Christ, with the power of God, who, who brought his son who was beaten half to death, and he was limp and bled out, he brought him alive, and you and I were with him, um, in the factoring of God, which is hard to understand. You know, when somebody says, you were buried with Christ, you were risen with Christ. If I tell you that, you go, well, well, well. You read about it, you hear it. But until that thing is working, it's just a lot of religious, you know, balloons. We keep blowing up a balloon, but if there isn't the living, the information, you've heard, heard it over and over again, and I, I, I think I put 30 to 40 of uh, T. Austin Sparks there where he over and over talks about the humanism, the humanism, the church's infancy, it stays in the crib, it sucks its thumb, it, it keeps its diaper because it's round and round being what it was. And, and when, when uh, Paul says, leaving those things behind, he's not against prophecy. He's not against those things. He's not against the, the, the new birth that's in you. You and I would be nowhere without that new birth. But the going on is the deal. And could you say today that you absolutely and unequivocally have made a shift from the love of your attachment to the love of the Father. And that's kind of, it's such an indefinite, it's a kind of a dirty thing to say. You know, it's hard to love what you can't see. And that trust, I think it comes, and I'm not going to give you a solution because, you know, one of the awful things you discover after 42 years of preaching is that you can't teach this. <laughs> can't teach it to your children. They have to see it, they have to want it, and they have to believe that they're prisoners of. Uh, what they see and what they experience and what they like, you know. And if, if you and I had never come to the place where we say, God, please, I have been an individual who has been more in love with myself and the world and what I'm doing than I have you, and I want out. I don't know how to get out, but you know how to get me out. And, and it becomes a real effort. It becomes a real effort. 
and and there and and because the effort that you and I know is an effort of okay now. And I preached it like I knew what I was talking about. And people said, wow, he's pretty good. This guy is okay. And rhetorically I was. You know, I trained speakers. I know how to, you know, you know, human motivation. But human motivation hits a hits a wall. Can't do anything for you. Anything that comes out of a man that doesn't come to you. You know, unless you're really there and, and want it. But, you know, we've told you the most privileged and cared after people in the world. Oh. And many times I could have bet it. My, my wife is one of the most thankful people I know. She writes, thank you notes, thank you notes, thank you notes. And if somebody doesn't say thank you, she said, you know, he wasn't thankful. Well, he didn't say it, but he might have been. Give him a break. He's a beast. <laughs> the world passes away on the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Just remember, you don't own you. Keep Keep that before you. I don't own me. I'm not mine. No. I mean, people say, you know, they'll call me and say, we'd like to have this, 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 and this. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. And then the Holy Spirit says, remember, you are not your own. No, but I, uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't feel like it. I don't want to. And the great thing about your God, he waits for you. Isn't it true? I mean, why does he wait? He waits because he wants to be gracious. And I've got five, six, seven friends. I've got a friend who is so, I mean, really, I love him. And, and he's in his 70s, Gary. And I heard the other day that, you know, the guys I've been ministering to, the, the one faithful guy is Peter from San Francisco. His brother's been going all over the United States, like uh, all over the world. And I, I, call, I says, where's, uh, where's the cop? Where's, where is he? He's, oh, he's in, he's in Japan. And I called him the next day. Oh, he went over to Europe. He's got a friend in Europe. And I said, my goodness, he must be making a lot of money to be flowing around. Well, yeah, he works, I don't know how many hours a week. He's a cop, and boy, the cops now are, they can get hours and hours, because there aren't many of them. But you are called to the glory of God to live forever. And here's a deal. I mean, remember this. One of the hardest things <coughs> is this is a conflict. And get this conflict, because I've said it. I love the verse. But the verse doesn't help because we're not there. Of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Remember, we 
have to be processed to receive the blessing that God has for us. And that means a daily offering. That means here I am. There's no such thing in a love relationship without sacrifice. I married this girl for me. I didn't marry her uh, because she was just so wonderful. And I said, oh my God, there's somebody I can sacrifice for. <laughs> it was all about me. I'm, I want somebody on my arm that looks good. I want this, I want that. And, and you wake up and you see that you're, you, that, that you're so in love with yourself. And that's embarrassing. And I don't want to keep making embarrassing you because you know that. And, but getting out of it and saying, God, I want to I wanna transform life so that my love for you, I know it's there. I know I want it. I know I should have it. But because I've received everything for that fulfillment does not mean that I am finished. Okay? And if someone... If someone, if someone says, well, how, how, are you, how are you and Christ doing? How are you and God doing? How's your love relationship? Uh, I, I'm in process. Well, uh, well, we'll have to look at that. I've got a thousand arguments to defend the fact that I, I haven't arrived. And believe me, I think minutes, there, there are probably people in this room, I don't know who you are, and I, I'm glad I don't. But there are people in this room that will be ready. Don't think that we're all going to be there and it's going to be one glorious day and we're all going to be resurrected at the same time. This is an individual responsibility. Actually, we'll be there. But I, I had a... You don't need to hear that. Anyway... God help you, I've taken, wow. Mm. Because you're not there doesn't mean you're not on your way and that God isn't going to comfort you and strengthen you and deal with you. You won't be dealt with. You sit where you sit today, and I stand where I stand today, unless I offer, unless I go into the unknown that is indefinite but real, uh, <coughs> leaving behind good things. And that, that just annoys some people in the room. They don't like that. Doesn't mean you'll never prophesy doesn't mean that you stop praying. It doesn't mean that you won't sing praises to God with your arms raised and, and your open heart. It that doesn't mean that you won't travail like a woman in birth to see these things. But we just have, we're just not there, right? And so I'd ask uh, the guys to pick up the pieces, but I want to say this. The conflict of his fullness we've all received, we have to offer for more.
far will you go? It remains to be seen. God knows, and he has time, and the greatest thing, one of the greatest things about him is that he waits. In Ephesians, you know, when your eyes see the exceeding greatness of his power, uh, and I've seen that in prayer, I can tell you today, there are areas here, there are individuals here that absolutely have no, very few, they have one or two friends. They are so stretched and zipped up in, in self, they can hardly reach out and extend to anybody except their selection. And, and it's been a real burden to me as, you know, I'm supposed to be a shepherd. And I look at it and I see people who don't love, they won't talk, they, they won't open up, they're, they're, they're just, you know. And, and I've seen, I've seen, God, please help them. God, please. I can say I've seen victory and I've seen God unzip type uh, people with events, with affliction, with circumstances by praying. That's, you know, I think David said one day, one morning, he said, I thought, my God, that is so true. I wanted to go, wow. He said, I'm about, to, I'm in the place where I'm going to pray about everything. That is a truth. Because the only thing I've seen that I can testify that works is when I say, I can't get there. Oh, God, help me. But it's, it, this isn't evolution. You're not going to get there because you've had 60 years. I talked to one of the brightest speakers years back, and he had a great word, and I said, what a word. What a word. And he said, yeah, well, we've been in community for years, and you know, we've learned us a lot of things, and I've learned the group to map. And I, saw, I said, oh, my God. He was on a slide then, and he's slid ever since because we're not home yet. We're not there yet. No. I'm not the husband I want to be. When, when Paul said, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. God worked something that has never been seen with the resurrection, except with Enoch and, and Elijah. And he'll, he'll glorify your body in time. But wouldn't you like to be one who's ready and, and doing this? And maybe you can lead us in a couple of songs and, these guys can pick up the pieces today. I just, uh, if the love of the Father isn't there, we're attached to only what we see. And he's the only one that can give me the assurance. I know I want it, but I have to say, darling, I don't have it. I, I'd be a liar. I want that. And he gives it. You get little little pieces of it. You see that, you know, the, the onion peeling, the world falling apart. You know, I watched some of the stuff of the Nazis, and I thought, oh my God, I couldn't look, and I had to look away. 
at, at the filth and the darkness. And, and you'd say, God, why on earth? Why would you allow all that? So that the beasts of this earth would know. They could see nothing is lost in God. He doesn't lose anybody. Some of those filthy individuals who put babies and people into the furnaces and say, get rid of all of them. They were Lutherans. Some of them were going to be priests. And they went this way and that. What is God going to do with them? You know, I want to say this and I'll conclude. I'm, The Bible is very clear about what you're to do about forgiveness. There are people in this room that can't forgive themselves. Okay. But God has forgiven you. Now, how many times are you to forgive? <coughs> Somebody, please. Where? Where's where's Winston? Is he here? Winston. Where is he? The honeyman. Okay. What, how many times do we forgive? Whatever it takes. What? Whatever it takes. Okay, tell me, do you believe that, that your God asks you to forgive everybody, no matter what they do or whatever it takes? Yeah, that's, that's twice as possible without it. But, but you think he wants that? I think. Do you I think? Don't, I, don't that, believe, I don't believe there's a single person on this planet that God doesn't love, and if we can't get to that place, then we're, we're someplace other than where he is. Right. And, and, and we're not all there yet, right? I mean, do you have any grudges here? No, I'm not, I'm not asking for that. But, you know, I think I told you I got up once, and I said, there's no one that I can think of that I can't forgive, and the Holy Spirit said, <laughs> he gave me a couple. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing to say. Yeah, it really is. Because you don't know. I mean, you have a chance. But can I, can I say this in conclusion? If God expects you to forgive everybody that sins and goes into darkness, would he not also have to put that kind of thing in his heart to forgive you and everyone at least for the opportunity would that be true? Huh? Would it be true? So he wouldn't expect you to do something that he wouldn't do. So you have a father who made you and understands what a mess you are but seven times seven came from the will of the Father. God knows. I lead us in a song or two. I, I didn't know I was going to do this long. But I, I still think it's important. Because the love of the Father is the most powerful circumstance on the earth. It really is. There's no greater love than the love of the Father. And His love in you can change anything that means changing. And, and we're so low grade in terms of our utility of employing, of using that kind of power. And you can't do it if you've got two girlfriends. 
feels differently, I think we can let the Lord uh, move in on us. There's no way to get in touch with any any area where we're holding something against somebody, mm -hmm. and most importantly, against ourselves. <laughs>